0: Did you know that the top strength among both men and women of nearly 18 million people defined by Gallup, so if you've ever heard of StrengthsFinder, the top strength achiever. Achievers have a strong do- drive to like get things done. They have a constant need for achievement. And sometimes that feels like not being able to put your head on the pillow before checking things off your to-do list. And if you have stuff left on your to-do list, there's a chance you could feel like a failure. And I'm just speaking from experience and the world of agriculture education that we live in day to day, that is driven a lot of times by competition that this might sound like you it might not be you all the time it might be you some of the time it might have been you in high school it might be you now but if you resonate with this i want you to listen up because what do achievers do sometimes to avoid that feeling of failure they choose not to try because of that fear of failure. They decide, all right, I'm just not even gonna try this new thing. I'm not even gonna dive into this thing because I'm afraid I might fail if I even try. Does that resonate with you? I think we have this notion in our head sometimes that perfect skills produce perfect results. If we do this thing perfectly, we will get the results we want. And I want you to tell you, tell you a story about two, dif- two people Two people, case study A and case study B. So let's talk about case study A. Case study A got a 1.87 GPA in college their first semester. They failed to make their dance team as a veteran. So they had already made the dance team. The next year, cut. And this person got zero job offers for months after grad school. Months zero job offers, okay? Case Study B. Case Study B is a CEO of a national company, nationwide company, applied for three jobs in a new state with no personal connections and got three job offers and has one more national championship than Kirby Smart. If you don't know who Kirby Smart is, he is the football coach at the University of Georgia and they just won back-to-back national championships. Now, when you think about those two people, who's the failure? Case study A, case study B? Who's the success? Case study A, case study B? I think we would lean towards saying case study A is a failure and case study B is a success. If you know a little bit about me, you know that that's me, both of them. (laughs) I am case study A, and I am case study B. Throughout life, things are going to go up and down. And I think as achievers, and I am in this boat with you, one of my top five strengths on StrengthsFinder is achiever, is we expect, we have these high, high, almost insurmountable expectations on ourselves that we would never push on anybody else. We have these Expectations that everything's going to go perfectly. If I do the right thing, things will happen perfectly. And I want to ask you some questions. Do you expect LeBron James to make every basketball shot? Or when Michael Jordan was, was playing, do you expect him to make every basketball shot? What about your iPhone? Do you expect it never to have glitches or never need updating? What about your child? If you have a child or a, a young person in your life, did you expect them to walk the first time they ever tried? What about your students? Do you think that taking them um, out to out to the barn to, I don't know, work their calves, that it's going to be perfect the first time they do it? Or the first time they do oral reasons, it's going to be perfect? No. That's irrational. All of those things. All of those things are irrational. So my question is, why do we do it to ourselves? <laughs> why do we do it to ourselves when we know it is so irrational for other people, but we still have those high, high expectations of ourselves? So you might be thinking, like, how do I get out of it? How do I get out of that fear? Like, The not trying because the fear of failure. And how do you get out of having such high expectations that you just don't take action? And how do you get out of taking the easy road? Because if we're being honest, when we don't take action and when we don't try, that's the easy road. The hard road is taking the action in the face of, yeah, failure might happen. I want to tell you a little story about my daughter. My daughter is nine years old. And when we moved up here to Maryland, she was... um, seven, seven, and she started skateboarding. I know, she's so cool. And we had three months of weekly lessons. We started in the summer, she went to a camp, a full week long camp, and then we started weekly lessons. And she was having so much trouble having the confidence to go down a little hill. This isn't, we're not dropping in here, we're not doing it, a little hill three months of weekly lessons. And October 5th, 2021, she did it for the first time. She did it for the first time. And it was, you know, me, mom moment, you know, videoing her and all that kind of stuff. And I went back and looked at the videos recently. And then I was looking at some of her other videos uh, from later, and just seven days later at her next lesson, She was doing this all by herself. If you had seen her before, the first time she did it, she was holding the instructor's hands. She was bailing at the last second over and over and over again. This hour-long lesson was just bailing, 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 bailing for months. And then once she got it, once she got it, she, she was unstoppable. She was doing, going up, going down hills, and then going straight up a hill, and then going backwards down a hill seven days later. How did she do it? How did she do it? She tried she, she tried, she failed. 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 She tried, she failed over and over and over again. But she what we realize and what I see, she did such a good example of this for me as a as somebody who you know, wants to get out there, wants to take action and our action as adults in the classroom, in our side hustles, in life in general and doing new hobbies, kids are better examples than we are as adults, I think, because we, we aren't fearful. They're fearful of falling, right? That's what they're, they're fearful of. We're fearful of what is that going to make us look like if we fail? And what I want to tell you is that she could never reach success without trying and failing. Every time she tried and failed, it led to learning. Each time she was able to get new data of where am I feeling unsteady? Where should I change my feet? Where do I need support? How far forward do I need to lean forward? And this allowed her to improve. And... I don't even know how many years ago I talked about John Maxwell's cycle of success. John Maxwell is well-known. He is in his 80s, still working, still cranking out books. And he has this cycle of success, which goes try, fail, learn, and improve. So with Paige's example, she was trying, she was failing, trying, failing, trying, failing. And this cycle of success, she was just ping-ponging back and forth between try, fail, learn, Try, fail, learn, try, fail, learn. And then she started to get to the last step of the cycle of success, which was improve. Then she tried again. She failed, she learned, she improved. And it took a lot of that, almost like pulling back of a bow, like a bow and arrow, right? Pulling back on a bow. It took, she was pulling back, pulling back, pulling back of all that failure. All of that was just her really just, being in the game, pulling back, pulling back, pulling back, pulling back, pulling back as she's trying and she's failing and she's learning. And then once she did it, that arrow just shot. And she, like I said, she couldn't, she was unstoppable. She was doing everything and didn't even wanna stop doing it. But here's the thing I wanna point out in the cycle of success that I think we tend to avoid, is the last step is to re-enter the cycle of success. So we try, we fail, we learn, we improve, we re-enter. Um, when I was teaching, like Kirby Smart, <laughs> uh, my school won two back-to-back national championships in the CDE. The next year, we didn't. We made it. We made it to nationals, and we didn't. Um, and it was, it was, a shock <laughs> um, to me, to my students because I really, truly felt like they were the most prepared. I mean, had all this experience. We, it, this is the sixth AgCom teach I, team I coached. And it was the third time we were at nationals. And we just, I'm gonna be honest, we came in on a high horse and we didn't. And I learned so much. I'm so thankful that we didn't win that year because the next year we came back with a new team, obviously. And I learned so much about, not necessarily the skills my kids needed, but the mindset they needed and the team mentality that they needed to succeed. We came back the next year and won by leaps and bounds. And it wasn't because my kids were more skilled, they were better, they, they were better at their practicums, they were better at um, their speech or, or their presentation was better. It's because of their mentality and I wouldn't have ever known that if I didn't try again. If I said, okay, we didn't win. Let's uh, let's pack it up. Pack it up. We're not doing it again. And you've probably felt that. I know I've been to CDEs where it's an area contest and we've been the second to last team. The last team had a Creed speaker you think is going to like crush the world and didn't even make it to the second round. And I want you to know that there's no shame and trying and failing. Because without trying and failing, you can't learn and you can't improve. And if you're thinking like Sarah, I get it. You know, I teach this to my kids. I just, you know, I I get it. Like, I understand. I just have this mental block that can't get me to do it for myself. And I want you to be able to feel like you can do it yourself. And here is how you are going to do it. You are going to metaphorically get your lab coats on because you have a new title. You're a scientist you are a scientist in the book from adam grant called think again he said scientists routinely work through waves of uncertainty to develop knowledge throughout an investigation you know that we teach a scientific method if you teach an agri-science class i can guarantee that there is a standard about the scientific method we go through scientific method all the time in agriculture. How do farmers learn to work their land better? How do farmers learn to improve the feed for their their cattle? How do we make new varieties of fruits and vegetables and flowers? It's through routinely getting up to the plate and trying even in the face of uncertainty. Because we know that regardless of the outcome at the end, we're going to develop knowledge that's going to help us try again. And I want you to picture this. You're at the beach, okay? You're at the beach, you know, it's almost summer break, so maybe you are going to the beach. You are sitting in a lawn chair on the beach, watching the waves roll in, and it's beautiful. And you are enjoying it but you decide to walk in and wade in the water, the waves are uncertainty. You don't know where the wave's gonna go. You don't know where exactly it's gonna hit. You don't know if it's gonna be a small one or a big one, if it's gonna whip you under and (laughs) pull your hair through. If you're like me, you're like, I remember that being a kid as I was wave jumping. You don't know what's gonna happen with that wave. And that's uncertainty. But you stepping into the water and facing the wave and allowing that uncertainty to come at you, when that wave is pouring over you, that's knowledge. You have to get into the water. You have to face uncertainty to get the knowledge that you want in these things that you're trying, in these new activities you are doing, in these new hobbies, in these new CDEs you're teaching, in this new adventure you wanna do outside of the classroom for you. But if you're sitting in the sand in your lawn chair, you're never gonna get that knowledge. You're never gonna be able to learn to improve because you didn't step into the uncertainty. And when you think about being a scientist, a scientist gathers data to make informed adjustments and then they try again. They keep rethinking until they get it right or till they get a solution or to get some type of answer. And then they try again, they do something new. Even after they found an answer, it's like, okay, what else can I, what else can I do? And it's, it's, they brush it off like it's the easiest thing in the world, right? They brush it off. It's the easiest thing in the world. It's so easy to just be like, yeah, okay, that didn't work out. That trial didn't work out. That experiment completely failed. It's no big deal. And they just step back in. They're like, okay, what did I learn? What do I need to test? What variables need to change? You can do that too. There is a way for you to be a scientist and feel comfortable trying new things, even in the face of uncertainty. So, the first thing I want you to think about is by pursuing that thing. I want you to think about what is that thing that you've been you know pondering as i've been go as I've been talking the last fifteen so minutes. What is that thing? I want you to commit to trying it. Maybe it's a new c d e maybe it's trying to apply for something new this year. maybe it's um I don't know being a speaker at Germinate, maybe it's trying to be a national FFA ambassador, being at the science teacher academy, um, going to a new professional development. I want you to figure out what that thing you want to do is. I want you to commit to it. Commitment is saying, regardless of what happens, I'm going to do this. Regardless of my, my circumstances, regardless of what I have on my plate, I'm going to do it. So I want you to take a second and think about that thing. Then the next thing I want you to do is to take action. If you want to be a speaker at Germinate, let's say. That's an easy one for me to tell you what to do. If you want to be a speaker at the next Germinate conference, what action can you take today? It's it's May twenty fourth when I'm recording this. Are you thinking, oh, they've already chosen Germinate speakers for this year. I can't do anything until next year. Absolutely wrong. Send me a DM and say, Sarah, I have a goal of being a speaker at a national professional development conference and Germinate's the one I wanna do. What kind of sessions are you looking for? What do you look uh, look for in an application? What do you look for in a video from a speaker? You could even turn in your speaker application now, today, we'll open it up for you. We're always, always open to have you. Or maybe you just wanted to speak to the G&G community. Could we set up a Zoom for you to do a, do a session for somebody in the off season of Germany? Heck, yes, we could. Maybe your action is you want to apply for an NAAE award. Awesome. Are those awards already done? Absolutely. You'd have to be thinking about next year. Can you take action on it now? yes you can get the application you can start filling it out start making a list of things that you need to provide data for i know a lot of those applications require pictures require captions um, require you know lots of different uh, evidence you can start an evidence gathering for that for that award um let's say you want to i don't know start a hobby start making earrings, start playing the banjo, start working out. What can you do today to take action on that? Is it searching to find a tutor for the banjo? Is it finding people that you follow on Instagram who do a certain type of workout and you reaching out to them and saying, hey, I'm really interested in the workout that you do. Can you tell me more about it? Action is active. I know that's pretty simple, right? We can't just keep things in our brain and say we're doing something with it. That's not actionable. That's you still sitting in your lawn chair on the sand. You are watching the game. You are on the bench. You Action is active. You have to get into the water, get into the uncertainty, reach out to people, have those conversations of people who are a little step farther than you or have a little bit more experience than you and get them to pour into you. And the last thing I want you to do to be a scientist is to keep testing. Say you decided to, you know, uh, apply for that award. What a great opportunity for you to get feedback from people. You, You write a narrative and you send it off to somebody who you knew won it before. Like, hey, I know you won this last year for our state. Would you mind looking over it? Maybe it's, you know, working out are you working out with someone else or is there a coach that you can work with are you seeing yourself like level up in the weights that you're doing or you're able to you know go deeper into your squats or anything like that like how are you testing to continue to improve and continue to and in- challenge yourself i want you to remember to keep trying keep going keep learning keep improving and keep re-entering that cycle of success it's not something that just sits in one area of your life. It's something that sits in all areas of your life, your career, your hobbies, your personal life. I mean, gosh, even me, like my husband is the cleaner in the house. And a lot of times I default to him doing it just because he he's better at it than me. But that's such an excuse. That's me sitting on the sand. That's me not leaning into the uncertainty of like, hey, I can do this. Just because he, he's more the cleaner doesn't mean I can't help and, and get into the cycle of success, <laughs> right? Um, it can be as simple, simple as that. So your challenge is to get your lab coat on. Get your lab coat on and commit to something. Take action and keep testing those things. Because what I do know is that you can, you teach it to your students, you see it in your students all the time. I bet you can think of students who failed so many times, whether it was in homework or or a certain skill or somewhere in the FFA world that they, they just fail over and over and over again. But they kept on trying, they kept on showing up, they got in the game and that is what you want for yourself. You want to be able to feel that way. You want to be able to try new things and learn new things and improve and get into that cycle of success. So take action. And if you are like, yes, I'm in it, I want some accountability, head over to the Green and Growing Instagram, Green and Growing EDU, and send us a DM. Tell us what you're taking action on. What are you committing to? And be like, hey, I'm committing to this, and here's the action I'm taking, and we'd love to support you. Can't wait to hear from you. Go out there. Get your lab coats on.